Feeling brown, I got no cash. Can't afford the tip. Got me feeling kinda sad, but we glad. I sleep up your whole bag. Selling my tears to get a couple sets. I'll suck it next week, cause I hit my limit. Welcome to Have Fun Stacking Sats. Today, I have the pleasure and honor to speak with Tao. Tao is a veteran stack chainer and a veteran Bitcoiner. And I'm really looking forward to hearing about his Bitcoin story and his Bitcoin experience. Tao, what's going on, man? Hey, Anthony. Hey, how's it going? No, thanks for good. It's doing well. So this is our this is our first episode of Have Fun Stacking Sats. So uh, everybody just go ahead and bear with me. And the basic idea is, you know, we have our community, we have our stack chain community, and we have our spaces, and we have all these other projects. But when we do the spaces, it's always like a half a dozen people, and the content kind of kind of moves around, and you never really get a good chance to really like dig into like what one person you know necessarily has to say about whatever the subject matter is so have fun stacking sats is a is kind of a a one-on-one more personal format where i have the amazing opportunity to talk to people that i love and respect like yourself so tell uh tell me a little bit uh, about your bitcoin story like how did you find out about bitcoin how did you come to Bitcoin? Okay, um, so I heard about Bitcoin uh, eight years ago, and I was walking with my friend. We were taking a break from work, co-worker, and we're taking a break from work, and my friend um, started talking to me about it. He mentioned to me, um, hey, have you heard about Bitcoin? I told him, um, no, no, what is it, right? And he told me, it's... Oh, this this you know, money on the internet, and so <laughs> when I first heard about that, I kind of laughed. I'm like, "Are you kidding?" Um, because uh, we, we we are from the the, the tech industry, and we kind of know a little bit about the you know the tech side of things and programming and things like that. So immediately, I had told them, I said, "Are you sure about this thing?" And I asked him, how much is it? Uh, he said, oh, it's about $300 for one Bitcoin. And I said, $300? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so much money. <laughs> right, right. $300 for a whole coin. And so, of course, I told him, I said, come on. Now, you know this is a scam. And to me, at that time, when he told me about it, I just thought it was video game money is what I called it, video game money. And I said, you know, me and you, we, we're from the tech industry. We know how program works and things like that, computers, blah, blah, blah. And and he's like, hmm. he's like, yeah, I'm not sure either, right? That he was kind of sure. But then he did tell me about some something called mining, and I had no idea what the heck that meant. In any case, he he says he's also mining, and he's also collecting Bitcoin that way. And I had no idea what concept, what the heck he's referring to mining and you're getting this money so it was just the, the weirdest thing i've ever heard in my life um so then uh that night when i went home i'm like you know it just sounds very interesting and intriguing so i went home you know watching videos youtube and just saw like some cartoon video where it shows a coin bouncing around some sort of cartoon animation sort of thing trying to explain it and i just had no idea um what it was um, that was um, how I was introduced to it for the very first time. So I don't know if you wanted me to. Yeah, well, so that, I mean, that's how you were introduced. And that's a very common story. Like, I've heard that from many, many people. So what was what was the introduction, you know, or where was the transition when you came to the conclusion that this is not just like funny money, like internet, like gaming money, that this is, this is something more, more serious and more interesting. Yes. And so after I called it a scam, when I first heard about it, um, I left it alone for about two or three years, I believe. And, um, 
um, one one uh, um, December or 2017 December, uh, another friend, our mutual friend, calls me up and, and just started talking to me about Bitcoin. Say, hey, do you have any Bitcoin? And I said, no. But this is the second time I'm hearing about it. Why? And so he said, it's twenty thousand dollars for one coin. I'm like, right? yeah, right. <laughs> and the last time you heard about it, it was three hundred. The first time I heard about it, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Did you, did you say twenty thousand? He said, yeah. I'm like, okay. And so immediately, my feeling was like, you know, you didn't want to be the one who who was wrong, right? And so you kind of try to reason with it, the 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 try 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 to make it say what you were right or something, right, to ignore it. And I, and I said, okay, well, whoever is messing around or manipulating with whatever, um, they better be careful, right? They better not mess up the economy. People are going to get hurt, whatever may be the case. But that piqued my interest. And so so I, I, went, I went back, called my rich, the first friend who told me about it. I said, hey, did this really happen? And he said, yes. And I'm like, oh, man. Then you have like a bunch of bitcoins or whatever that may be the case, right? In any case, long story short, he sold a majority of it, um, like a lot of it, um, when it was three thousand dollars, and he was regretting it forever. He said, "Oh, don't even remind me about it again." <laughs> and 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 you know, this was sort of the run up in 2017 in June. And so, in any case, I'm like, okay, this is this is where I need to really understand it like why does this happen and luckily he sent me a video that explained the blockchain like a real video that had information right now a cartoon oh, oh now look that up and so he showed me a video that actually explained the blockchain and how it actually works and is put together and i sat there really like paying attention really focused for a 30 minute 40 minute whatever long that uh however long that video was and when i and I saw how it worked. It just blew my mind at that moment. I'm like, you know what? This can actually work. Now, now keep in mind, that was just only how the blockchain was put together and linked. That was it. I had no concept about mining, monetary policy, private keys, how things are that. It was just the very technical aspect of how a blockchain functions. And I was like, okay. That is when I started digging down the rabbit hole. I mean, that, that makes sense if you're coming from an IT background to begin with. So to like look through that lens of how does this technically function and to, you know, to scrutinize it from that perspective makes sense. So you, you said something pretty interesting that I think is fairly applicable to a lot of people. Um, it happens a lot in Bitcoin where when Bitcoin doesn't turn out to be the thing that you thought it was, that you justify your being wrong by saying that you're right, right? So you, you had mentioned there's like it was at 300 and then it was 20,000. So, you know, instead of instead of just like acknowledging that there was an enormous like increase in value, you know, you're looking at this thing that is obviously valuable and still trying to like pick it apart. Isn't that? Yeah. Yeah. What do you yeah, think yeah. about that? Yeah. It's like you're trying to comprehend like how is this possible? Like, what is it that makes it so special? What is it that makes it where people are willing to put in that much, I guess, money? Or fiat dollars to get this thing right it, there must be something to it and so being someone who did not understand it i just didn't get it it's almost as a <laughs> there's something there but nobody knows about it and so after learning the blockchain i said okay there's if this is gonna work because of my background i knew from the programming and technical aspect the blockchain itself, that concept, that I knew, the protocol right there, I knew that only that piece would work. I had no idea about anything else, but from that standpoint, okay, well now, that's when I'm going to have to find out way more uh, and try to take it apart, really, is what I was trying to do. 
So, so, you know, taking a look at the blockchain structure is was kind of the hook. Yes, that was absolutely the hook. Because I needed something to prove to me that it actually works. Because I, I, I can't believe that there's this money that just exists on an internet without the fact where someone cannot just put a whole bunch of zeros, right? It's really, you know, in the computer world, you can just make a for loop and make a whole bunch of zeros or just make duplicates of a file, whatever you want to do, right? You can make it as much as you want. And so uh, it's, my thing was that this can't be money because like people can hack it. There could be a virus, whatever may be the case and increase the number. Wise. And I said, why would this sort of be a money? So that's, that, that's, that was a hook. Once you understand the blockchain protocol, that was a hook. And then um, that got me very, very interested. Okay, so the so seeing how how uh, blockchain can be unmanipulated was was the key. So what what about that? I mean, you mentioned that it was because people can't change it, but why was that so significant? Yeah, um, just going to a little bit about the details. It because it. it, it it brought in the concept about immutability that you cannot modify something that has occurred and it will be linked in blocks that have been uh, uh, linked by a hash from the previous block. And when someone understands how that linkage happens, uh, cryptographically, if, if you want to say that, uh, um, and you understand how cryptography works, then you say that in itself is an amazing uh, discovery. Like someone discovered, like, hey, we can do it this way where people cannot modify it. And if someone did try to modify it, then it breaks all the previous blocks. And so people would, re would reject that. So, um, and, and then once, once the videos show up about, how transactions are put in the block and then now we can solidify that that block is true and it's, it's solid like even changing one character will ruin everything that, that i mean when 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 you realize that someone made this sort of discovery it just it's just amazing it's almost as if that i call it the aha moment when, when you're like just doing whatever and then suddenly you saw, oh, this is how it's put together. And you go, aha. And it was really that really big aha moment that, that just, just, you, you feel so great about it and you just want to learn more and more about it. So, so Bitcoin has a blockchain, obviously. And there's, I don't know, 20,000 other shit coins that have a blockchain. Was there, was there something that distinguish that or did you go through a period of time where you're like trying to figure that out like why is bitcoin unique versus <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so exactly right so and, and that's what happened right um when i first got into i guess if you want to call it the space i i i, I realized there was, there was all these other you know shit coins or crypto um crypto they call it right and i'm like okay well what technology do they use? And then I realized, okay, well, there's, there's some coin that just uses the same code, right? Is it, they just did a clone and copy the code and just modify some things to supposedly try to improve it or whatever may be the case they're trying to do. But, and initially when you get into it, you're like, okay, well, because this is discovered, everybody else is doing something, may have this huge potential. Like, I didn't know that all these other things in the background existed where pre-mines happened, people were actually running scams, um, that the, the, the network effect wasn't there. There was always some founder associated with it. There was always something that was... And then, uh, more importantly, many of the things that the other, whatever coin, try to promise or say, I just knew from a technical background that 
it's not possible. Like, for example, the scaling aspect. I'm like, oh, this, whatever, Shikona said, it can do this, and it was going to you know, make this whole internet, whatever may be the case. I'm like, no, it's, it's not possible from a technical perspective. You can't do that. But because other chains were similar to uh, Bitcoin, I'm like, okay, well, maybe this has something to it. Not knowing, I, I didn't know the history, okay? I didn't know the history about Bitcoin, how it got started, how all these other um, you know, shit coins got started. I had no idea. I was just like, okay, well, let me look into it. And so that's how I started kind of looking at other things, you know, to my demise, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully that wasn't too expensive of a lesson. I mean, that's a normal it's a normal process in every Bitcoiner's journey is to take a look at other things and think that there's like possibilities there. But the was was there a moment when you when you made that distinction? Because you said you were saying like, well, I didn't know. Was there anything that happened that kind of separated Bitcoin from all the other shit coins? Yeah. So as I as I um, as I had more time in the space, I did see Bitcoin move like crazy like whoa it just grows and it's just like tremendous moves and then of course if you're holding other bags as well you're like well why why isn't this moving it's uses the same technology right or whatever may be the case and you're like so then you question about that you're like and you start to research more um and 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 and, and, and as my knowledge picked up luckily like like I, I feel bad for people who actually don't may not have like a very uh, a, a detail-oriented mindset to, uh, you know, pick up on things or maybe not a technical background because it's hard to realize uh, what is possible, what's not possible um, if you don't have that because you can't really read into uh, the, the details. You only can read what the media puts out there and those are just whatever words and even they may not know how things are put together whether the design's proper, whether it can scale, whether performance is good, all these other things that you need to know in order to say, this sounds pretty good. So as my knowledge picked up, as I, and, and as I learned more about the money aspect behind uh, Bitcoin and, and what this is about, and then, of course, the network effect. Like, I didn't know anything about hashing or miners or how much hash is out there. I didn't know about those things. But as I picked those up, I started realizing, wait a minute. This is the biggest network that's out there. And the way it started was the most fair, honest system. And the way... It kind of moves into a store of value. Um, this is when I start picking up, learning more about finances and money. Because you know, you, people more, more uh, no people don't really think about money, right? They just think they have a piece of paper in their wallet. They go out and buy something, and they get something for, um, in exchange for that. But beyond that, they don't look further. They don't know how money creation is made, the stages of money, and so. As I learned about those stages, about you know, collectible to a store of value and that medium exchange to unit of account, I'm like, okay, well, wait a minute. Bitcoin grew most like the most organic way. It became or it became, um, you know, a collectible in the beginning. It wasn't even worth anything in the beginning. It was just floating around, and that's like really the most sort of fair distribution, um, if you will. And again. Digital scarcity, when I realized actually digital scarcity can only be created one time, and that's it, right? So, you can't just say, okay, I'm going to create this yeah. new coin, and then, okay, now now this is also worth something. So that's the key. That, 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 that's what woke me up. I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be the real money, right? So Based on you, all those. you mentioned a bunch of things I want to go over. So you talk about how Bitcoin came into being. Right. And and that it the the way that, that Bitcoin came into being is unique and that that can't be replicated. Or how is it important the way that Bitcoin came into being? It's, I, I think it's 
really important. For one, um, the founder, right? They're not. They didn't. They didn't create this to incentivize themselves to get rich or just like scheming to get money for themselves. It was just a project that just came out, um, and more importantly, it wasn't worth anything, right? So at that time, it really didn't matter what the situation was. And I think the most important aspect about Bitcoin that people who are new new to it to understand that it's really that it's not it doesn't belong to any founder or any CEO or anything. And now it's in the hands of the world. It's in the hands of the people and what people agree it to be. So I just think that is a very, very important aspect to it that doesn't exist in any other coin. Like no other, no other project, whatever you want to call it, um, has that attribute to it, right? It's always some so is that part of uh, digital scarcity can only be created once? Because, I mean, I think the average person will say, well, no, you can just copy and paste digital. It's, it's code, right? You can just copy and paste it. So how does it? How can you only create digital scarcity once? I think, I think once, I guess it's hard to explain, right? Because once it is, yeah. the, the blockchain is there, and the way the code is written, and it, it just allows only a certain amount to be printed, or uh, not printed, but issued into circulation. And that's the beauty of, of, of the code, right? Um, is that it allows for issuance in a rate where we, will, we can only have 21 million. And, and the reason why that it's only, uh, and, and that, that creates digital scarcity is because Everybody wants it to be that way, and so they participate in that way. They don't want to say, okay, well, someone can just make a copy of that and running another sort of whatever million amount, right? People don't like that. That's the thing that we're trying to get away from. I think the way we create digital scarcity is not only by the code itself there, but that right. everybody else agrees that that is well, you, you can't you can't recreate the network effect. So you can yeah. copy and paste the code, but if you copy and paste the code, you don't you don't copy and paste all the people that participated yeah. and, and yeah. all the history. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. So you um, you're talking about the other coins. Are you familiar with the with the uh, trilemma? Because it's 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 like it escapes my mind, but it is basically the idea of like scalability versus security versus decentralization. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely gone to those th uh, three concepts. Yeah, and that's because I mean that's so you know Bitcoin balances these things perfectly, but you know there's so many shit coins like say that they can do it all. Yeah. So yeah. did that? How did you? How did you get? past that yeah it's it's the most beautiful thing right those three things scalability i'll talk to you about scalability really quick um and this is a very important concept that people need to understand like they don't understand they just think okay computers can just do everything and that's not really the case no um it depends on processing power it depends on the network it depends on whatever uh um technology you use and more importantly it depends on the logic within the code to allow it to scale properly and all these other shit coins um, I don't want to even say their name because that's how how far away I want to stay from them that promise you the world that says oh we can make this world computer is what they call it or we can build this another internet sort of thing and I'm like do you know what a world computer is supposed to, supposed to be and what it allows? They, uh, they're saying, oh, well, you can run programs on this sort of network. And I'm like, okay, how can you do that on a, a, a sort of world network when 
you run a program, it takes a lot of processing power. And how are you going to do that? Because regular folks don't have like a super giant computer at home to be able to do that processing. And even if they can, it'll only be limited to a certain amount of applications that they can execute. And so to me, I said, I knew from that moment already that I knew that that, that was, was not going to work from a scaling out, scaling aspect. I knew that that didn't work and I never believed it worked. And it proved me right because once some projects came into play that uses only a small amount of, I guess, processing power, it brought the whole network down. That's, yeah. And then, and, and so we, we went through these evolutions with Bitcoin where people were like, you know, blockchain, not Bitcoin. And they thought that Bitcoin's innovation was blockchain and that it's going to be the solution to like everything. And you're going to be able to, you know, there's going to, we're going to put voting on blockchain and, you know, the DD or house is going to be on blockchain, but not Bitcoin, you know, and then they kind of discover that, you know, blockchain is just like a really slow and inefficient database. And as time has gone as time goes by, shitcoins used to be more and more like Bitcoin. You know, in the beginning, they were just forks. They were just forks of Bitcoin where they changed like one little variable. And now, because they want to like, you know, be, you know, the paper receipts for, for this thing, for real estate, for gold or whatever, now they're slowly and slowly becoming less and less like Bitcoin and becoming more and more like a database because Bitcoin doesn't solve for these problems. Bitcoin solves for the problem of storing value in a, in a decentralized way. So how does that have, you know, how does, how does that, how do you use Bitcoin? Let's put it that way. What do you use Bitcoin for? So mainly it's going to be you know, protecting your wealth and storing your wealth um, so that it can't be debased. And that's what the whole purpose of Bitcoin was for, is to provide society with, a, I guess, a, a store of value or a medium exchange when we get there um, so that they do not get robbed of all their energy that they put in to uh, an uh, uh, you know, sort of create value, and that's that's only fair, right? Whoever puts in proof of work, they should be able to store this energy that can be reused later for whatever they need to attain. That's actually a really good functioning of what the way society should be, and not uh, for people who supposedly has control and can live a great life, or insiders have that all of those. Um, uh, luxuries, right, without even having to do the work. It needs to be fair. It needs to be something where everybody has a fair chance at it. And the more harder someone works, um, they deserve to get that credit. And that's the difference with um, with Bitcoin. That's what Bitcoin is meant, meant to do. And, and just to touch back on those three concepts when we talked about security, scalability, and also decentralization. Uh, Bitcoin, you know, you know, by far, exceeds every single uh, shitcoin out there on all three concepts. Like, exceeds them by like a thousand times. That's how powerful Bitcoin is. It's because when we talk about scalability, is the code is written, written so simply, it can scale easily. And like the poor behind, the developers who know like uh, how to scale properly, they design Lightning Network and that's the proper way you scale. You don't scale by oh, creating a bigger block. Um, this is the, one of the things that I always talk to other like shitcoiners that you don't just increase the size because what happens? Hey, if you increase the size, then what if you know then then uh, more people come in? You, you double the size again. That's not going to work. And the reason why that's not so not going to work is it's it's more of a patch than an actual solution. Right? You're not thinking smart with a great design pattern to allow it to, to scale. And so that will also make a really big uh, performance impact. Because I, I mean, if you can 
imagine, you know, when you download something from the internet, if it's a big file, well, guess what? It takes longer, right? And yeah, so, well, so, right? yeah, I mean, the, not, the basic idea, like if you put everything on the blockchain, um, the it'll be so enormous that you'll have to have like these big, huge data farms. And if you need an entire data farm to store the complete history of the blockchain, then that's not something the average person can just have in their home. Exactly. And if it's not something that the average person can have in their home, then it can't be decentralized. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then security, it's the most secure network in the world because it's the biggest network and it has all the the nodes and uh, miners to keep a check and balance on everybody else. So it's so secure that, you know, other, uh, if someone wants to try to attack it, it would just be almost like, it's pretty much impossible to, to be able to get more hashing power than say, you know, half the, uh, uh, actually, I don't know, I, I can't really compare it, but basically having more than half of all the nodes in existence in the world for any entity to do that. And that's very, very difficult. In addition to that, it does not guarantee that they can even do anything about that, even with it and running on a constant basis, right? So secure, security-wise, it's, 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 it's the most, most secure network out there. And then lastly, it's a decentralization because the network is so big, it's fully decentralized. No one can control that. I mean, every... Anybody can run literally a node or a miner from their house. Like, there's no sort of other uh, shit coin chains out there that comes close to the scale that Bitcoin is right now. Yeah, well, and nobody does it either. So um, I try not to have too many conversations with shit coiners, but once you, um, oh, I got a train going by. <laughs> Give me a oh, second. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. So, you know, once you get into these conversations about, you know, whatever thing there is and you ask them, it's like, do you run your own node? And the answer is always going to be no, because, you know, they've, they've bloated, they've bloated their blockchain with so much data that it's just, it's, it's not possible. So instead they come up with all these like cute little tricks of like, changing the name of what a full node is or they'll just tell you that running a full node's not possible but the like what what what's the power of of being able to run a node i mean the power is just being part of the network and i know securing the network by participating in it um having something like that you don't need to trust another uh, person, right? That's the power of being able to run the node. And you're actually validating that what you see is actually true. All the other things where if, if you can't run it, you're really relying on somebody else to tell you that this is the truth. And that's scary because you don't know what's going on in the background that give you that information. But the fact that you can run it yourself and get the information for yourself, and it matches everybody else. I mean, that's that, that's that's tremendous. Yeah. I, I, well, we've had a perfect example of that, you know, with the entire collapse of you know multiple exchanges, FTX. You know, that was right after Luna and Celsius, and and all of that was entirely a result of trusting somebody else with the data. Yeah. So what so as bitcoiners we um we we have a lot of ideas about the future and how bitcoin's going to impact the world. So what are some of the ways that you think bitcoin is having an impact in the world today that you really like? Oh man, I think there's so 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 many impacts. Um See what can I say? I think that, and I hear people say this over and over again. But I think the first impact that I think is really powerful is just to exchange the sort of value um, across the world very easily. 
Um, I remember like two summers ago when I realized that Lightning Network, which is built on top of Bitcoin, um, was in a stage that was, I guess, beta or pretty far ahead and really, really, like, really working. Before, I thought it was still like the concept and still being worked on. And it wasn't in sense. But once I realized that it worked, I was like, wow, let me go ahead and just start playing around with this and sending people lightning transactions um, like pretty much every day. And so I, I spent a weekend sending lightning transactions to 40 different countries, okay? 40 different countries in 30 minutes. And I just, from that alone, I'm like, what medium can do such a thing, right? So I think that impact right there is being able to send uh, money, real money, right? Not just make up, made, made up money globally in an instant. And anybody can get it, right? Meaning anybody that has a wallet, Bitcoin wallet, can get it. Like, it wasn't like, okay, you have to go through this sort of uh, a wire transfer, you need to wait a few days, you have to pay some big fee, right? And then, uh, okay, that's just the, the, the person you want to send it to. Do they even have a bank account? All that has been removed. Like, you don't, you don't need all of those things. You just need someone to get a wallet installed, and you can send that. So that has a really big impact there, where like, yeah, anybody can yeah. have access to this financial network. And that's the great thing about Bitcoin. It allows, you know, people, anybody with a with a device to do this. Like that's that that's the yeah. biggest impact for me. Well, so I mean, we can be strangers, and if we're both on Twitter, I can walk you through like how to download a wallet, and then how to give me a receive address, and I can send you money. You know, just if we just have any means of communication and we don't have to like sign up for an account, we don't have to, you know, ask permission or really worry about anything. So that's 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 pretty phenomenal. But um, were you when when uh, Bitcoin Island came around, did you did you send any any sats over to um, Borake or Borakai? I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Yeah, there's definitely a bunch. Well, for Bitcoin Island, I definitely sent um, a lot. And the reason <laughs> why a reason why I say that is because um, I want to make it fun, right? I didn't want to say, okay, send one thing out and then I'm done with it. I say, you know, let's make it fun. And so I actually created a game. I just hosted a, a game where anybody that won the games as we we're playing it in a space that I would give a certain amount on their behalf. And this game was last for a while. So I actually, I donated that way. I remember that. Yeah, that, that's Bitcoin Island, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So it's a perfect example of what you're talking about because, um, you know, somebody randomly just came into our spaces or I forget how we even got in contact. I know yeah, for sure. it was it was on Twitter. And, um, you know, we learned about it and then we ended up talking to the guy and he's, he's going around this Island in the Philippines, just showing pictures of, of the various restaurants and, and services. And then in one of the pictures was just a random QR code. And that's, that's like all we needed. And, you know, stack chainers, Bitcoiners were, were able to like uncover, this whole circular economy that's being built in the Philippines and, and utilize it. And, and one of the main reasons they're doing that is because people in the Philippines, a lot, a lot of them um, work overseas and then they send money back home. But the, you know, whatever like Western union equivalent, or maybe it's Western union itself. I'm not sure. They take such a big chunk of the fees and, and the cost of living out there is something like the wages. Is, it's like, oh, I forget what it is, man, like six dollars a day or something. So if you sit and and you work a whole month or several months and you have several hundred dollars to send home 
and then whatever money transmitter takes like 10% off the top, you, you just took like two or three works of, you know, two or three weeks worth of groceries from them. So the fact that we could just like scan a QR code was very cool. And that's, that's pretty much, pretty much what you were talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's unfortunate that that has to happen, right? In our current legacy system where people are not able to get the full value that they should be getting or, or at least very close to it. I understand um, whatever uh, is being used needs to sort of get a small cut, whatever the cut may be. But the current system is just terrible. And it really just makes it really unfair for you know, the average Joe to just to get by, to, to, to um, you know, get the fair amount that they deserve. And so Bitcoin, the fact that it allows something like that, it's another like you know, great attribute uh, about it. If, so if there's anybody listening that is, you know, they're, they're just they're just barely interested in Bitcoin. They just learned about it. Maybe they bought their first few sats, but they don't they don't really know that much about it. What what are some of the things you wish you had known when you first learned about Bitcoin? Oh, oh that's definitely a lot of things. Um, I think money is actually the very first thing that people need to grasp. They need to understand how money becomes a good money. And then also how money is within our current system throughout the world, right? How that's, how is it created? How is it used, no circulation, whatever may be the case, but they have to understand, they can't just treat, okay, go to work, you get your money, you get your money, and you go buy stuff. Like you need to dig deeper. You need to understand the question. Okay, well, where did this money come from? Like, how was it created? Who created it? Uh, who has the power to create it? And you know, all because that all of that will answer uh, 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 their sort of like uh, questions about why Bitcoin is so important. Because B- Bitcoin by how it was created and by what it does and by the properties of money that it has answers all those questions and also answers why it is like the best form of money ever in human history like it's just like i think that's the most important thing that people should get a hold of first like understand what money is and once they understand what 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 makes a good money what it is then the transition to um, understanding Bitcoin will be easier. Uh, I do not advocate to jump into the technical site at all, in it, especially if you're really not into technical site yet. You can slowly get into it initially. I mean, you can still slowly get into it, you know, but initially just slowly. Don't don't just jump into it. Because, uh, and the reason why I say this is because I actually do. Um, training and teaching sessions to a lot of friends and family i i say hey when you guys want to learn i'm here to help you out just let me know ahead of time i'll spend a weekend i'll whiteboard it even even i'll whiteboard i'll explain it to you but my very first opportunity at that time i was so excited because i love bitcoin so i was like i was just so excited and i went all over the place and jumped into all oh, the technical side look this is how it works and this is how mining and look this is how it blocks and they're like confused. They're like, what the heck? <laughs> right? And they're like, it's complicated. Yeah. Right. It's complicated. And then finally they're like, oh, okay. So, you know, do we get a wallet or something? And then I'm like, oh, I realized that that was the case. And so on my second go at it, it was, it was much easier. Cause I just say, you know what? Let's not talk about the Bitcoin part yet or nothing. Let's just, let's just talk about money. Hey, what, what do you know about money? And um, you know why does it has these you know properties right like durability, scarcity, like why are these things important? You know divisibility and portability, all these things. Right? Why is it important? Because those little concepts are much easier to understand for the average Joe. Let's say, okay, oh well, yeah, it's important that you can divide it. Otherwise, 
how can you buy, let's say, a piece of candy, right, <laughs> with a hundred dollars and you can't split up or something, right? Things like that. They'll be, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then once I understand that, then we can go into the other aspects of, of Bitcoin. Well, I'm, I'm basically what you're saying is why Bitcoin instead of how Bitcoin, like how Bitcoin yeah. is, is like, how does it work? But, you know, how does it work is like an engineering question. It's a curiosity question and not everybody is going to care. But why yes. Bitcoin? Why Bitcoin is a question for all 8 billion people on the planet. So I think that's, exactly. I think that's interesting. Yeah. I, th- I exactly. think that, that's, that's pretty good. Um, so before we wrap up, we've, we've, we've been here for almost an hour. So thank you very much, Tao, for being my first victim. It's been a pleasure, a pleasure to talk to you. Um, Do do you do you have like a last piece of advice that you would give to somebody, like if um, you know, just do this, a place to go, a person to listen to, or an action to take in regards to Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, an action to take. Because as far as resources, there's a ton of resources out there. There's a ton of people. There's a ton of documents. There's all sorts of uh, information on the video, etc. I think the action would be um, change your mindset, and that is, great. you know, you don't need to believe me, believe whatever, right? What you should do is have an open mind. To understand it first, and I, I say this to many people. I say, look, I'm not telling you to buy. It. I'm not telling you whatever, right? But just open your mind, understand it first, right? You need to know something clearly, or as much as you can, before you can make a good judgment on this, right? Once you get that information, once you say, okay, now I understand this and how it works, and what can be uh, uh, the potential, you know, good or bad, whatever, whatever may be the case, the reason behind. Once you get all that information, then make your judgment. Then you can be much better to say, oh, yeah, now I stand by what I believed in or not. Because to me, um, after me doing all of that, like just to find out, because cause when I discovered, okay, well, it's moving like this, okay, well, I, I need to understand before I can judge it. But once I try to poke like, a ton of holes in it, like this is going to have an impact, this is going to have it, this is not worth that. No, so many factors. And I went very deep. I went very deep to uh, fully understand, well, here, here may be a potential problem here and there. But I just couldn't find anything that really stuck. And to me, when that happened, it was a very easy decision to say, hey, this is it. And this has so much tremendous potential. So everybody who are new to it or still don't have the deep knowledge of how it works and even running on node and things like that, you know, get that information. Uh, learn from people who do know. Be humble. Ask questions. Basically, get your curiosity, you know, let your curiosity you know, expand and start getting that information. And I truly believe that once you get it, you'll, you'll just realize that, wow, what all the Bitcoiners have been talking about and saying is true. Awesome. Tao, thank you so much for, for giving me your time, especially on, on short notice and for um, allowing me the opportunity to like build whatever this is, you are you're welcome back anytime. If there's anything specifically you want to talk about, because we were very non-specific, this was just kind of like a free-flowing conversation. But if if there's any topic that that you want to talk about that you want to get out, just hit me up. We'll do it again. You mm-hmm. you know that you you know you're my guy. You're always welcome. Uh-huh. So. Sure. No, I, I just want to say, no, I appreciate, I guess, being the first uh, interviewee. <laughs> and this is actually my first ever interview talking about Bitcoin. Oh, that's ever. a shame. Yeah, right? you're so good at it. 
no, no, no. Yeah. no, appreciate that. But I'm just saying that this is my first ever, and it's it's, it's just such a coincidence, right? It's your first, but really, yeah. it's also my first. I've never been interviewed, and I've always been the type of person I always love to talk about Bitcoin, like nonstop. Right? Once I realized it, once I learned enough to realize what it was. I was that guy. I was that guy at the lunch cafeteria, um, <laughs> at the wedding, at the parties. That just wouldn't like be quiet by it, and not because it was uh, like a financial thing or whatever may be the case. It was always like, hey, there's this incredible invention, or whatever you want to call it. There's this incredible thing that is out there in the world, and it's gonna affect all of society. It's gonna affect you whether you like it or not, and so you need to know about this. You need to learn about this. And the best part of it is, is you know, you might have a really great opportunity to be in a very good situation since you discovered it early and you knew that okay, this is really where society will be heading towards. And so that's why I was so passionate. It's like I'm trying to help them. I said, just yeah. learn about this. That 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 sure. that was it, right? From yeah. the bottom, that was it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that and that's that's why we're here today because we're we're trying to figure it out. So, once again, Tao, thank you so much for your time. It's a new show, so I actually don't know how to sign off. So, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have fun stacking sets, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, definitely. I'm definitely stacking. Stack sets. Feeling brown, I got no cash. Can't afford the tip. Got me feeling kinda sad, but we glad. I see your whole bag. Selling my cares to get a couple sets. I'm sucking next week, cause I hit my limit. Never with a swan, just to get some digits. Good for you, say back, I ain't talking fast. You know what I mean, same bad decisions. Yo, Q. I like what you're doing. There's a fork up on the tip, and it's leaving me clueless. Stacking sets up on the chain, taking up my whole day. Hella blocks up in the notice that we had to validate. So stack a block, join a block. A shit post now, can't afford a block. Join a block, reloading my account. Yeah, I'm broke. It's a sad thing, but a stack on the stack chain. GFYs and all the memes. Love vibes and all the pains. Stack sets. Feeling proud, I got no cash. Can't afford the